Hello and welcome back to the I Am The Concrete Rose podcast. This is your girl Angel and I'm back and I am so excited to have you all here today. So last week you guys tuned in and like I was so happy that you guys watched the the um the video. A lot of people listen to the podcast and even more people watch the Q&A, which wasn't really a Q&A, but you know, I'm okay with that. Um, I shared a little bit of my uh, story, but it was still very, 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 very good. So I'm just wanting to go right back into it. I promise you guys that after we talked about the attributes of God, that we would go right into talking about the moral attributes of God. And today, Let's go ahead and get started. So last week we talked about um, how God was a spirit. We talked about how he was invisible, how he was love, how he was wisdom. And um, those were great foundations to talking about God's nature. But I have to tell you guys that this is really very important to me talking about the moral attributes of him. Because these are the things that he shows to us. He shows these things to us, and he also expects to, expects expects us to show them to one another. So, before I go into it, I want to kind of give you guys a, a preface. Okay, so imagine that you are in a relationship with someone, and the relationship is off the chain. I mean, it is beautiful. Like everything you could ever think of. They know your thoughts before you know your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? They know, they know, they know on Thursdays, you want the two piece from Popeye's, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? They, and you don't even have to say anything. It's just like, ah, you know what I'm saying? How wonderful that will feel. You know, also, you know, think about how like, not even just getting the stuff you want, but just knowing that that person would never do anything to harm you. You know, they're always there for you. They're not going to, you know, they're never too far. It's not like, hey, I'm feeling kind of, they're like, baby, I'm right here. I got you. Think about it like that. How would that feel to be in a relationship like that? I think we all desire a relationship with someone, a significant other, that that person understands everything about us. Well, that is what it's like to be in a relationship with God. God is... The, he is, he created us to be in relationship with us. And because he's perfect, he created relationship to be perfect. Now, going right into it, a lot of the relationships that we have um, from mother to daughter, father to son, spouses, friendships, he's what the, he's the best parts of those relationships that is just a snippet of what he is because he created us to have relationships to emulate how we're supposed to have a relationship with him. So just to give you a little preface about how God wants to be in relationship with you. Now we can go into like the moral attributes. So when I'm saying moral attributes, I'm talking about the, the good things that God, the God talks about. All right. So we'll be right back and let's go. Sorry, and welcome back, everybody. This is me again. So, uh, we're talking about God, and we're talking about the moral attributes of God. So, when we think about those things, um, 
the first thing that comes to my mind is how good is God? Have y'all ever heard people go, God is good? And somebody else goes, all the time. And then the next person goes, and when that same person goes, all the time. And then the other person goes, God is good. Well, you see that, you know, people, you know, it's just like a church thing people do. But people, I don't think people realize how good God is. You know what I'm saying? We sing about it in church. He's so, I don't, I can't sing, so I'm not going to even do y'all that injustice. I'll wait for that to come from Jasmine. But um, the goodness of God really is just a testament of his character, of who he is. And I don't know if you all know, but the Bible was written in Latin, um, and a lot of people couldn't read Latin, so that was an issue for early Christians a long time ago. But one thing that they really did um, call God was actus purus. And actus purus really means like the pure actuality. Um, that's just a testament of God's, of God's um, perfect existence. So when you're saying God is good, you're basically saying that God is the highest standard of good there is in the world. Okay? So that's like, there can be no good other than God. And so when people try to be good, you can't be good because you were born into a sinful nature, which is something I'm going to get into in a little bit, okay? Because when people hear a sinful nature, you autom- people automatically like condemn themselves in their minds. Like, I'm, you know, those Christians say I'm sinful. That just makes me sound like I'm so bad. And being born of a sinful nature, we all have. But the thing is, is that you being born of a sinful nature, God already knew that. But rejecting his grace is the part that's bad, okay? Rejecting his grace, let me get there. I'll rewind. Anyways, God is pure, okay? He's pure. And um, actually, you know what? I'm going to stay there. So rejecting his grace. So God's goodness, since he's so pure and like he's, he's pure, okay? He's perfection. And so basically, God wants us to come and to come to him in grace. He wants us to be able to say, you know what? I don't have it all together. And I'm not talking about your finances got to be all together. I'm not talking about your, 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 um, hair got to be all together. I'm not talking about your looks. I'm not talking about that. He's saying that just knowing that you cannot make anything right by yourself, you can not, not physically, but in line with having eternal life, God intended for us to have eternal life. He he created us to be able to live with him for a lifetime. And I mean, years and years. He never intended for us to die. When Adam and Eve ate, ate of the fruit in the Garden of Eden, they received the knowledge of good and evil. Basically, they knew that they could do bad things. At first, they were pure like God. They didn't even know of any bad things. And so it was they could commune with him. And God didn't just kick them out the garden and was like, oh, you terrible people. Get out the garden. I never want to see you again. No, 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 no. He didn't do that, okay? In fact, he kept talking to them. He still talked to, the, talked to Adam and Eve. He, it's just that their minds, like, they knew that they could do bad but Adam and Eve, like, honestly, they, you know, they, well, I mean, once you walk with God, I don't think you can really just go and do evil. But their sons did. And that really put another um, element into it. Because a lot of people think that God just kicked them out of the garden and was like, we're done with you, you evil things. 
He didn't. Honestly, God uh, took Adam and Eve out of the garden because one, why would you want your child to live in a state where they would constantly be dying? Like if you had a child, okay, and your child was born with some birth defect where they were barely living, you wouldn't want them to keep on living in that state for a like eternity. That hurts, you know? So when God saw that we were not going, when we had knowledge of good and evil and we would never be able to live in harmony and peace and things like that, that's when death entered the world. So that's the reason people say sin equals death, okay? And so, um, because we knew that we could sin, we knew that we could do bad things. So we knew that we, we, we were, we had, we had to be able to die, you know? And because of that, we had to understand that through Jesus Christ, we gain eternal life. That's the reason good people don't go to heaven. You cannot be good in your own works. You can't just go feed the homeless on Fridays and then go to church every day and never receive God's grace. Receiving God's grace is the actual thing that gets you to heaven, not doing good stuff. The reason why Christians are told to do good things is because we're made like God. And so we're supposed to do those things like he does. Like, not like he does, because we can never, we, we can never just be like him. But do those things because we're made in his image. Imago D, which is basically means I'm made in the likeness of God. Basically, that means that like if I had a child, the child would look like me. Same difference. I'm a child of God. I'm like him. So I should act like him. You have mannerisms of God. So that was a whole mouthful. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back, guys. So that was a mouthful. It was. So I have to tell you guys that this, um, you know, I really felt so passionate about saying, um, saying that because it took a lot for me to understand the um the true nature of God and what that meant to me and a lot of people don't understand that that your knowledge of God is only how much you can experience God if you don't believe that God exists then you're gonna think everything like you're gonna believe that you have to do everything by yourself and you have no hope of eternal life the hope of eternal life is a comfort because you know you live forever but uh <laughs> you live forever but you live in like pure goodness as well cuz if god is pure goodness then you're going to live in pure goodness i mean i want to live like that you know what i'm saying like i don't know like yes i do want i want to live like that and you should too um but this t- telling telling you about who god is is so important because honestly, I had, I just recently learned about it. I'm going to tell you guys, like, um, I think it was like this past Easter, um, I had been going, um, to church and, you know, serving in my, serving in my ministry and everything. But I had like, my heart hurt all the time. I'm telling you, I would go home and sometimes I, if I wasn't complaining and fussing, I was crying. 
I was just, and it, but when I was around people, I was like a Christian mean girl. I was like, ah. like you, I was just, I mean, yes, I knew who God saved me and everything, but I was just a Christian mean girl, like straight up. Okay. And I'll never forget, like, I was just having so much trouble with people in general. And it was just like, I just thought everybody was out to get me. And I also thought God was out to get me. I'm like, God, like, why is he trying me? Like, I got pissed. I'm like, why are you trying me so much? Like, you don't have to try me. Just tell me what you want me to do and I'm gonna do it. All right. We're good. Okay. And it was like, I was just not at peace ever. And so, um, Basically, it was like the Easter, the, the, I think it was like a couple of days before um, Easter, I was having this outfit made and everything like that. And I was leaving the fabric store and I was on the phone with my mom and it was just like my heart was so full of like, I don't know, it was just painful. And I was sitting there and I was like, yo mom, like this is how I'm feeling. And I won't forget it. Like, I got to my car and I just, like, cried out. I'm like, why is God trying me? Why is he trying me? And my mom was just on the other line. She just got quiet, okay? And I was just like, why am I being tested? And in my mind, I just thought that if I persevered, like, if I just kept on going through all the hurt and the pain, you know, God was just soon going to just be like, here's all the comfort and peace that you were looking for. And I didn't know that, that, that God doesn't just, he didn't just want me to come and just get perfect peace. You know what I'm saying? He wants me to like live in perfect peace, of course, but it wasn't like this spontaneous thing that he just, there you go, my daughter, you have lived in perfect peace now. No, he was just, it was just like, I didn't understand God. And so I, in my heart, really thought that I had to go through all this trouble to please him so that he could give me this perfect peace. And it was totally wrong. And so my mom, she told me, she after I cried, and I mean, I was in the... <laughs> kind of by my car. I'm holding on to my car by one hand. <laughs> and once I, you know, finally caught my breath and everything, my mom, she just kind of soothingly said, she was like... You need to know the love of God. She was like, you love God and you you know that God loves you, but you need to know the love of God or the nature of God. And ever since then, I just was like, okay, what is she talking about? And since I've started studying this, I'm just going into like, wow, like my thoughts are clearer now. I'm not confused to think that God's going to take me through this long, you know, sabbatical where I'm just like, ah, I have to keep going. I know that if he does take me through something difficult and I, you know, and I know that, and I know he takes me through something difficult because he's already shown me the end. So I know that I have to go through this to get to it. And so I know that that's how, that's how, how, you know, God's going to tell you, this is the end. You have to go through this to learn the things you need to know, to be able to fit, do what you need to do to accomplish what I showed you. And so in my mind, I thought I just had to go through all, go through trial after trial after trial after trial in order to prove to God that, hey, I'm worthy of your love. When the truth is, is that I'll never be, I'm never worthy of his love. But that's how great he is. His goodness shows me that he, I'm I, that he loves me despite everything I, that I am. 
And so I, after learning that, I just say, you know what, I have to understand this because I'm trying to be this perfect Christian girl and I'm really being a mean girl, but now I'm learning how to be how God is. So now my thoughts are so negative. I can be around people without breathing heavy and, you know, smacking my lips or thinking what they're probably thinking about me. You know what I'm saying? So it just gives a, God is positive. Um, and he's good. So I'm going to go into a few, when I come back, I'm going to go into five things, um, that prove God's goodness. And then we're going to wrap it up y'all. Cause I can't go through all the more attributes of God. Cause y'all, I'm going to tell you something. God is that good. All right. He's that good. That good. All right. I'll be right back y'all. hello hello beautiful people so we just you know i'm giving you guys a mouthful today but i gotta tell you something that when i'm telling y'all about how good god is it is like i know it's a colloquial term people hear it all the time but honestly and truly god is good because he's the source of everything that is good. Believe it or not, I know people have told you that God uh, allowed a person to die. Um, and, you know, that's just what he does. You know what I'm saying? Or God, you know, uh, somebody has a child that is um, born with a birth defect. God, you know, that's God's will. Uh, no, it's not. God is good. God wants the best for his children. He wants the best for his people. He never intended for children to be born with birth defects. He never even intended for death. So how you can't put that on God. That's sinful nature. There's a lot of us. And that's a lot. And that also has to do with the devil because yeah, he exists. So talking about the goodness of God. And when I say that, um, he's the, he, He's the source of everything good. And I know a lot of people try to contradict that, but right here in the word, it says that every good endowment and every perfect gift is uh, from above, coming down for the father of lights. Um, Hello, God made the lights, Uh, you know, the stores and things. He made those things. They did not just appear. Yes, yes, you, yes, you, you in the back there. Just wanted to let you know. So... Now that you know that every good thing comes for him, you also have to believe that he wants every good thing for you. He created you. He even said that you were good. He even said that he made you wonderfully. He said that he made you like that. So why are you listening to the person next to you telling you that you were not made perfectly? He said it. Um, I think I'll take perfection for 100. Perfection said I, I look good. I look good. You feel me? You have to understand that your confidence has to be rooted in God. He is the author of you. He made you. He created, knitted you in your womb. He knows how many hairs are on your head. You don't even know how many hairs are on your head. (laughs) So if he did, he knows these things and he created you, then of course he can tell you that is good. Okay, but he never intended for bad things to happen to us. That has never been his intention. Now, us being born into a sinful nature. I'm going to keep repeating this because people do not understand it. Us being born into a sinful nature and the consequences of our actions and things like that are what brings about 
negative things. And the devil. Oh, let me not forget about him. He's a big culprit in this thing. And the devil is what brings about the negative things that happen. Okay? So, please, please, please understand that God is going to do good things for his children. And um, so the next thing I want to tell you is that God is more than just a, a heavenly, far away God. I know in this society, a lot of uh, people have lost parents or grew up without parents. And God is like the parent that a lot of people never had before or have lost. And I'll just tell you from my own experience that um, when my father passed away, um, that night that he passed away, I'll never forget. I went out the back door. People were still coming in, hollering and screaming in the kitchen. And I was just like, oh gosh, I got to get away. And I went outside and I looked up at all the stars in the sky. And I was like, my father taught me that there's a God, a God that we call father, say Abba. And I was like, I looked up in the heavens and I said, God, you're my dad. You got to take care of me now. And you really have to understand that in the absence of not having someone to show you all the ways to live the good life that you were supposed to live, you can be bitter about it or you can find God about it because he is the parent. He's he's a father. He loves you. He's always loved you. You can turn to him at any time. And he even brings me to point number four. He even disciplines you to be able to, and when I say discipline, I'm not saying he just um, makes your life hard to show you something. Like again, I'm going to point out consequences, the devil, and the fact that we were born in sinful nature is a lot of the reasons why we go through things that we go through, not God. But he does take you through paths. I've been through um, struggles where I've been like, God, I really need help. And he's brought clarity to my mind through people, through his word, through prayer. And I knew that I could make it. He's always shown up and been right on time to help. And it's not even in the help. Like even when I've had my best days, he's been there and he's made sure that I've been able to even be here today sharing this with you. Like, it's a testimony that I even had the camera, the lights, the mics, you know, all of this stuff to be able to say this to you. Because, um, truthfully, I started a company and um, I started, well, I started three of them and my money goes to all of those things. You know what I'm saying? And I just have like enough money for that. And that's a lot because I don't have a side. I don't have like a job that I go and work for anybody else for. I don't go work. I don't go to work nine to five. I go to school and I work these three businesses and God makes provision. And that's because he said, this is something I want you to do. And because of that, I I, I listened to him. I was like, you sure? Me? Why? He was like, because I know you can. I know you can. And so I want you to know that because he is a father, that you're never alone. You always, he's always going to be there for you. That's the reason I asked that today you receive his grace. None of us are perfect. None of us can be good enough to go to heaven. None of us can be good enough to just say we're good enough. 
okay? Receive his grace. Tell God that you received the fact that his son died on the cross for your life. And that's a testimony of his love to you and that you want to learn more about him. Guys, I, I, that's the reason I love my father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Um, if this really touched you and you received, you received that, send me a message. Um, you can find me at I am the concrete rose on Instagram. Um, or you can also contact me at, um, angel at I am the concrete rose.com or find me on Facebook. Make sure you like the page, share this video. If you are listening to this podcast, share this podcast, but also send me your prayer request because guys, I honestly am so passionate about this. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, I do. I love it. So, um, I just want to know, you know, if you, if you responded to it, how you feel about it. And also if you have any questions, I will be coming back on Saturday, um, and doing a short Q and a, um, I have another video that's going to be coming up on Saturday because I want to inspire you guys to be able to follow your vision. We're like in the six month in a year. And I want to just talk about writing down your vision and going for your goals and planning your attack so that you can achieve whatever you have, you, whatever you believe is God has put you on the path to do. And I want to show you that I've even made a vision board um, and it's what God has put in my heart to do. So I'm going to share that with you all on Saturday. Um, Stay tuned. I'm going to be putting some posts up. I love you guys. You guys are awesome sauce. Where's the fries? I'll talk to you all later and bye.